1: We're in a state
2: of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in my and brandy. I'm gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together. Even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned.
1: Noah is nominated for a Grammy. I mean, the world knows, but you know. Honestly,
3: I cannot quit smiling. Like, I have this permanent, like, cheesy grin on my face. And before we got on here, I was just pacing around the house, like, going, am I in a dream did
1: Noah just get nominated for a Grammy for Best New
3: Freaking Artist?
1: I know. I've, everybody I talked to today, I'm like, guess what? My sister got nominated for a Grammy. It's just, like, the most exciting thing ever. I
3: mean, everybody from her labels called me and just so many people that have been involved in her career since the beginning. And honestly, even for Noah, I was like, Noah, this is something that forever will be in front of your name. Grammy nominated artist Noah Cyrus. And, you know, Noah, you know, has dealt with a lot. And, you know, it's I'm sure it's always, you know, been hard to having your whole family be in the industry and then trying to hope people hear your voice. And the first thing she said to me would say is I'm like, Mom, they're really listening. And I was like, yes, they are really listening. The Grammys the best new artist category. There's four top categories, and they say best new artist is the hardest one to get nominated for because it's one of the biggest, and you know so many people. Most competitive, come out. Yeah the most competitive. And so I was like, you know, it's just really cool that the Grammys say are saying that they respect you as an artist. And yeah, she just cannot stop crying.
1: I'm sure her video, I cry when I I, watch the video. She
3: will, she cannot stop crying. And she just keeps texting mom. Thank you. Thank you for helping me live my dream. And I did like, I do this book called Think and Grow Rich. And I showed her one day that I wrote over and over on goals. Noah, getting a nomination for a Grammy Mm -hmm. and I wrote that down and wrote that down and wrote that down and she remembered that and so today was really cool to be like it came to fruition I manifested it so anyway
1: congrats to Noe I'm so excited was that a dog bark that was Rye bringing me a little coffee to get me through the pod what a cutie
3: hi Rye so you finally decided to come home Yeah, we're home. Right, just got over here and went straight to vacay mode. (laughs) I
1: know. He's been working hard, though, doing all the barn chores that I'm not doing anymore. I feel like I put on a little weight, and I told him that soon I'm going to have to take on some of the barn chores because my arms are looking flabby.
3: Yeah, you were ripped when you were doing the barn chores. I was ripped. You really were.
1: I was looking at photos from Montana, and that was when I was, like, prime ripped. My arms were looking great, and I feel like they're looking a little flat.
3: So speaking of that, you're going to crack up when I ask you about this, but I'm telling you, I've researched and it looks like it works. Have you heard of EMS, toning? No. Electrical, like those what? Electric, zappy currents, muscle stimulation. And you go and you put on these things like on your arms and legs and stomach and back and they have you do these just little like arm lifts without weights or anything, but while you're doing it, you get this thing zaps you and it makes your muscles contract. And it says that it tones you up so quick. So I'm thinking me and Suze are going to try it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like the lazy person's guide to getting fit.
3: That is exactly what it is. But you know what? I just honestly... I cannot work out. It does not, it does not set well with me. And that is because of my blood top.
1: What about your walking?
3: My walking is fantastic, but this, I feel like, but first of all, I've seen some before and afters where like this thing, like tones somebody's like tummy up and insane looking great. And I think it really works on arms and it says it helps with cellulite. And I think it's like only once a week. And I think it's $100 or something, but dang, isn't that less than a gym membership? And all you got to do is like stand there.
1: Mother, that sounds crazy.
3: There's no way this is going to work. Well, guess what? And I looked and found people in my area and guess where the girl is? Taluka Lake. <laughs> the girl is right down the street from me. So honestly, it is going to be great. I'm just going to stand there and get buff
1: can't wait for a month down the road and you did not see a difference but you know what even if it doesn't make me
3: ripped I just feel like I'm getting older and weaker and it also says it's good for the elder elderly to build muscle (laughs) and because I've never worked out I feel like my muscles feel elderly and I think that this could make them stronger
1: Hmm. well you let us know how it goes we need progress reports along the way this is actually great content
3: Honestly, guys, I will do this so I can give everybody an update. That sounds fun. Great. And then if any of you all other stoners go do it, let us know how that goes. Again, it's EMS workout therapy.
1: That is nuts.
3: You know what else I read? I also read that they used to say the fountain of youth was water, and now they're saying it is air oxygen and that hyperbaric chambers and if you laid in a hyperbaric chamber three times a week for an hour that you could seriously reduce your age like the way your body is aging dramatically
1: can't you just go to an oxygen bar
3: well you have to get inside a capsule remember how michael jackson used to lay in oxygen
1: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) well you get in this chamber like your whole body has to be in it big old like lay down kind of coffin looking thing Yikes. And get a tanning bed like a tanning bed and um you get in close it and it like it gives you a hundred percent oxygen in your body and on your body and like you're breathing it i mean like lots of really major athletes do this anyway for muscle recovery so i guess it makes sense okay well let us know <laughs> i'm gonna let you know so i'm gonna need to do some ems some oxygen therapy, and I've heard red light therapy is good too.
1: You do those things and I'm going to go down and I'm going to lift the good old trusty manure buckets and hay bales for my muscles. In the cold. Yeah, it's actually better in the cold. It sucks when you're down there sweating. Ugh, horrible.
3: Okay, so what else? I don't know. Want to hear about Moab? Yes. Go ahead and tell us about Moab. You really
1: missed out on a great trip. Did I? You really did.
3: You know me, I'm not good with hikes or the cold.
1: Okay, the cold might have been an issue for you in the mornings. Okay, because here's the the key piece of advice I could give anyone that's going to Moab. Or honestly, like national parks in general, if you're going to go explore national parks, the key is to get up before the sun and start your hike or start your exploring or start whatever you're doing, like get into the park as the sun's coming up. I'm serious. There's no better light. It's not crowded. You can get into the park for free if you go before the the gate people are there at 8. Like it is the key to the trip, I'm telling you.
3: But you know me. If I get up early and feel tired, I feel nauseous. (laughs) Mother. (laughs) I just cannot get up that early. I feel nauseous. All day,
1: if I get up that early. What if we, because I went to bed at literally like 8 p.m. Okay. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. And then we were up at like six. Gosh. Yeah. We did that. We did. We went to bed early, up early every single day. And those early sunrise morning moments were my favorite of the whole trip every day.
3: And honestly, right now, because of freaking daylight savings time, Like, it's actually so much better to get up earlier, even like at 6.30 or 7, because you can go to bed at 8 since it gets dark at 4.
1: Literally, I'm drinking coffee right now at 6 p.m. because it's the only way I can stay awake.
3: It's terrible. Your dad's so funny. I was like, why do we do this? Why do we call this dumb thing Daylight Savings Time, and why do we do it? And he goes, sounds like it should be called Daylight Losing Time. (laughs)
1: How stoned were you when you said that, that you thought it was so funny?
3: Is it not that funny? Because I feel like, that. We're, like we're losing so much daylight. No, I know. You're Every right. day, if you count up all those hours of light we're losing, it sucks.
1: No, it's the dumbest thing ever. Something needs to be done to get rid of daylight savings for sure.
3: And you know, Arizona and Hawaii don't do it.
1: I know. How did they get so lucky? I don't know. We need to do something about it.
3: It's Uh, tragic. I know. I can't believe it gets dark this early. Like I go for my walks and if I don't go by like for sure 4.30, I will have no
1: light. Oh, it's dark here by 4.30. Yeah. But anyway, we saw a lot of cool stuff. So like the things to see and I guess Arches National Park, it's Delicate Arch. So it's that big, tall arch that Ryan and I put up the photo where we're giving a little kissy underneath (laughs) (laughs) And we did that at sunrise. And then the other one is in Canyonlands, which is the other park in Moab. And that one is mesa arch and it was my favorite because it's like you get up there and the sun is literally like rising like through the arch it's so sick and then like you, it's almost like a window and you look through the arch and you can see all these really cool like rock formation-y mesa type thing I guess through the arch it's really sick I'm just wondering if
3: this trip is as much fun without a raw. oh definitely not he's the cutest part of all the pictures
1: you know what? It's a good thing I don't get offended easily because my Instagram has never been popping off more than now that I've got the rye content. Like you I'm should serious. see my DMs right now. I've been posting, first of all, we did a whole bit in YFT about his love for penos. I don't know if you caught on to this. Loves a pano. And I've been posting Is that a
3: panoramic his, shot?
1: Yeah, like the really where you have to follow the arrow oh, and it's yeah. really hard. The people love Rye's panos. Like they're obsessed. People are just like more Rye. We love Rye. Rye is a gift to Instagram. And I'm like, what about me? He really is. (laughs)
3: Honestly, I feel like he needs to model for like,
1: I don't know. (laughs) He's so shy. I just really don't think he ever would. Uh,
3: Nobody's so cute and you don't have to talk or anything. You just have to stand there and look good.
1: I know. He's the cutest.
3: It's so good. Listen, I said you and I should have a travel show. Maybe I should just produce your
1: and rise and then I get to come along with y'all.
3: That'd be fun. I mean, seriously.
1: Yeah. I got to tell you though, guess what he's doing on Tuesday, uh-huh. which by the time this podcast comes out will have already happened. He's getting a haircut, a big one. He no. Says. That's what he says. Why would he do that? Yeah. He says he's over it. You know how he is about energy. He says he needs to cut off his hair so he can feel lighter.
3: Okay. That will make more sense. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm scared. I love people like that. Like I wish, honestly, that I felt those connections or I felt not like, I mean, because I feel spiritual, like because I love Jesus, I feel spiritual, but I never feel like I'm one with the earth or I'm like connected to this. Or if I cut my hair off, I'd get rid of energy, bad energy. Like I wish I felt those things. And was that like... Just in touch with, I guess, everything, because that's what it seems like. And your dad's like that.
1: I was about to say, it is okay. I have to tell you a good story here. So this is a good Cyrus family story. Well, when I was in Moab this past week, I hope he's not listening. He's probably listening. We so we went on these hikes, and it wasn't just me and Rye. It was my friend Kirsten was with us, and we took my dog Astra and her dog Moose. So it was all of us. And Rye does this thing where we're hiking, and he'll just go off cruise off and leave me and mom if it is not the (laughs) exact thing that my father used to do to me when i was a child do you know how many times dad would just zoom off and leave me on the dirt bike on the horses in the tape to me me too he he literally i cannot tell you guys how i'm not exaggerating like no matter what we were doing the horses dirt bikes walking it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he would just take off and leave us Okay, if I was by myself or with my siblings,
3: it is the worst. And then, like, I'm not even outdoorsy. Like, I could care less if I'm ever going to hike ever again. But so then he'll beg me to go walk or go, like, take a walk in the woods with him. And I will. And the second we get there, I'll turn around and he's just gone. Yeah. And and he could have gone back to the house. Like uh, I'm not talking well, actually, just like Dad did like, that 5 times out of 10. 1000%. <laughs> yeah. It is constant. I literally don't care where it is. One time we went to Back a little truck, and he told me to take him to the closest place possible that would have a truck for mate and the only requirement was is that it had a CD player and that nothing was bluetooth or electronic. <laughs> So we walk up and they tell us what they have, which is like a 2018, like Nissan truck or whatever. But it does not have anything. It has the pump down windows. And so he's like, I'll take it. Mama, here, can you do this? I look around. I'm like filling up the paper. I look at is nowhere to be seen. I finally find him in this tent that says sail over it and he is sitting there with his shoes off strumming his guitar in no. the middle of North Hollywood. No. Well, how did he get a guitar? It was in our car. Oh my Brandy, it was nuts. Like I, I like my entire life has been
1: trying to find your father. Yeah, well, thankfully Rye doesn't do this when we're not in nature, but when we're in nature, he tends to go off and do his own thing. And with Kirsten there, it was just like she and I kept there was no like exact trail at this place. There were multiple paths and it was, everything was unmarked and he took our dogs. He like ran off with our dogs. So it was just me and Kirsten and we just kept getting turned around. I actually tripped and fell flat on my face at one point. Rye was nowhere to be seen. Like, he doesn't even know to this to this moment he doesn't even know I fell on the hike because he wasn't there. for it. And then Kirsten and I got lost once and he just was like nowhere to be found. And we were like, man, at least on the way here, our dogs led the way and our dogs found the trail. Like now we're just out here on our own. And it just, I couldn't help but think like, oh my God, I have manifested this as my life because this is what my dad did to me as a child. Oh my
3: God! <laughs> and here's the thing. If I would have been with you, I would have been hysterical.
1: Yeah. Like
3: hysterical. And also, wait, I am a little stoned. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but also one time when your dad and I first met and I live still in Kentucky off this place called Boy Scout Road and there are like these huge like cliffs everywhere and I just loved your dad so much I would do anything he wanted me to do and so he loved to walk in the woods and as much as I would despise it, I would be so excited and happy and just whatever. So we went across the street from my house and hiked up these freaking cliffs he does the exact same thing. I'll start looking around. He has already like left me and is at the bottom of the whole freaking cliff. I went hysterical. I was begging him and crying to get the fire department to come in a helicopter and get me because I was so no. scared. Yes.
1: Oh I'll my never
3: gosh. forget it. And there he was. And he said, come on, if you start falling, I'll catch you. I'm like, no. So how did you get down? He came back up there and like kind of let me brace on his back. And we just went down so slow. That is insane. Maybe that's why I hate hiking because I was probably so I was literally terrified.
1: Yeah, you're scarred. Ugh. Hilarious. Anyway, all that to say, Moab was super fun. <laughs> we really did have a great time. Highly recommend if anybody's thinking about a road trip or visiting Utah. Soon, like in the next week, I'm going to have a blog post up of my trip. i a lot of people ask for the itinerary, so I'll give you guys all the recommendations. <laughs> my God, itinerary. Itinerary. But anyway, that was all.
3: I was going to tell you something else. Oh, rock can't hear me, can he? No. I already know what I'm getting Ra right for Christmas. <laughs> oh. It's just cute. It's like a map of the U.S. and it just shows you every state park in the whole country. Oh, that's cool. And then every time you visit one,
1: mm-hmm. you can
3: scratch that color off and then you can keep showing every state park you've been to.
1: That's sick. How cute is that? I love that. I'll hang in the house somewhere. I thought that would be so cool. Yeah, love. Okay, great. Well, what you been doing all week? Oh, so
3: much. Molly and Noah have both been so busy. Like it's been absolutely crazy. And every time they do something, you know, you have to be tested for COVID two or three times before the event. I have had more Q-tips stuck up my nose. Yikes! I mean, it is just nuts. And. Anyway, and then there's always somebody that's tested positive and everybody freaking and not like within our camp. Thank God that has never once happened. But at these bigger events, you know, you hear people that have tested positive and then they shut everything down. It is just, it's been like a crazy, crazy, crazy week. And don't forget your sister's record. Molly's record comes out tomorrow.
1: So you're saying as of the podcast coming out. Yeah. Friday, her record comes out. Long time waiting.
3: I'm so excited. She's been working on it now for a gosh- a couple of years so and long. so long and every song is just so good. And uh, I just, I can't even say enough about it. So I'm just so excited for that to happen because she's really just been working so much, you know, the last few months and getting so excited for this record to come out and it's finally here. So it's so fun.
1: So crazy and big week because her birthday was this week. Thanksgiving is today, I guess, when this podcast comes out. Yep. And, then and the record release. Yeah, I wonder if you guys
3: are all with your families this Thanksgiving, because we actually aren't, and gosh, it's the first Thanksgiving probably in a long time. Really long time. Yeah, so we were all going to try to be together this Thanksgiving, but with COVID, we really did just decide that we were going to play it safe, and you know... As much as it really does suck not to be with family, that it was just going to be hard this year to stay safe and also have us all together. So we are all separated this Christmas. And, it you know, Noah's in New York for the holiday parade. And so, yeah, we're all in different places. And it's so sad. And I just wonder how many of you all got to be with all your family and friends and all that good stuff. So get on Facebook and let me know.
1: You've been in the Facebook group a lot lately? I have.
3: Get it. Yes, I really, really have. It's so cute. And then, oh my gosh, somebody knew, I don't even know how, that I loved Transams and sent me a picture of her dad. He just bought a 79 Transam and it's called a special edition they had that year. And it is the exact car I got when I was 16. No. It was used. Mom was probably like four or five years old, but my parents got it for me when I was 16 and it was. A 1979 special edition. So it was so cool when she sent it in. It made me want to find one.
1: I know. I was like, can she sell it to you? It
3: is so cool. He, they had redone it. It was so pretty. Like the interior had these camel leather seats and oh, uh, it was just gorgeous.
1: Nice. You've been talking about one, one of those for a long time. Forever. All right, Stoners, y'all know I got a lot from Tizzle here in the DNA department. Well, that includes thinning hair. Thank you so much, Mother. Uh, I know. I've literally
3: dealt with thin hair my entire life. Same. And one of the biggest things that I noticed is once I started having kids, there Mm. was so much shedding of hair. It made me absolutely crazy. So when I heard about Nutrafol, I was so excited.
1: Totally. So if you guys aren't familiar, Neutrophil is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I have personally been taking Neutrophil for years now. I'm a big, big fan of it. And I think it's so important to address the root causes with the supplement so that you're really targeting, you know, the cause that's in like within instead of treating it purely from the outside with hair products.
3: And for us older ladies, one of the biggest causes of thinning is menopause. Their supplements support healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism as they evolve through a woman's life.
1: Yep, they have a few different supplement options. So if you're not sure which one's right for you, you can take their hair wellness quiz on nutrifull.com for a personalized hair health plan. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, NutriFull is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrifull.com and enter the promo code STONED.
3: Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrifull for healthier hair. Here. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com. Promo code stoned.
1: That's Nutrafol.com, Promo code stoned.
3: Did also is anybody out there getting the new Ford Bronco? I know that there's like a waiting list.
1: Is um, there?
3: Yes. And those cars are about probably tops $40,000 for real. And there's a huge waiting list and they're going for over 100000
1: No way. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, guys, you know how when you go somewhere, you're traveling or you're staying at someone's house or whatever, and you get like a few essentials? Do you want to know what Tish's essentials are? <laughs> cereal and milk. I am telling you, this woman eats cereal for every meal of the day. It is her entire diet. You could live on cereal. Am I wrong? I'm telling you, honestly, when I travel... I always take cereal
3: into yeah. every hotel, into everything, because when I need a late night snack, even if there is room service, they never have cereal. So I always bring my own cereal and, and all I have to do is get some milk and I can survive because cereal is my main source of like fuel. <laughs>
1: So I got to tell you, I have not been a big cereal guy because I just feel like, oh, that's something I ate as a kid and that's not good for me. Here comes Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is the healthy cereal that's actually good for you and it tastes bum.com. Am I wrong? Tizzle.
3: It is so good. And honestly, I was saying everybody always used to make fun of my cabinets because I'd have all these other cereals that were completely just sugar. So honestly, I feel like I also use it as a little bit of a dessert because I still, I almost feel like this tastes sweeter in some ways, which Mm -hmm. I love, but it's super healthy. So when I eat it at 10 p.m., which is every night, then I don't feel healthy.
1: Every night. I'm talking zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net carbs in each serving, and they have four amazing flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and my favorite, blueberry. It really does taste amazing. It's too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. We love it. So if you guys want to try it, go to magicspoon.com
3: stoned and you should try every single flavor. My personal fave is the fruity and the frosted, but maybe you could like get a little variety pack and try them all. And again, the promo code is stoned.
1: Yep, you'll get free shipping at checkout too. And Magic Spoon is so confident in the product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, even though you will, they'll totally refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash stoned and use the code STONED for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon,
3: for sponsoring our podcast. We love you guys and we love the cereal.
1: Love. Look at us all pro. Pro. Well, should we get into some DRMTs? Sure. We've just been really chatting away. Here we go. Number one. Hi, Fish and
2: Brandy. My name's Diana. I actually called and asked a question from Alaska before, but since moved to Hawaii. So now you're going to have to come check out Hawaii. Anyways, I had a new question I wanted to ask because I feel like you two are both the perfect people to give advice on this. So I have A passion for I guess more so interior decorating I don't know about so much interior design I love putting looks together for people I have been doing it for fun for friends and family and help them even get a specific list of items and links where to find things what size rug to get all the details of it covered I love it so much that I want to make it a job or at least the side hustle and grow it into something, but I'm not really sure how to do that. To me, it just, it's weird to look at it as something that I could get paid for, because it feels like just a hobby, but how do you take that hobby and turn it into a job that you love doing every day? How can I grow a business with this? All right, thank you. Love the podcast always. Appreciate it. Bye.
1: I want to know how she got so lucky to live in both Alaska and Hawaii in her lifetime. I don't know. That sounds like my dream, honestly. I mean, it's
3: crazy. But I love that question because I feel like I'm the same way because, you know, I'm like you. I felt like it's something I love so much that it does feel like a hobby and it's not something you could actually do for a living. But I think the the best thing is to just start doing it. And even now, like during the pandemic, there's so many people that are actually helping people with design over FaceTime and Zooms and charging a fee for it. So maybe that's a good way to start really small is just maybe, putting it out on social media that you're starting this little business and that for a certain amount of money that you can FaceTime for 30 minutes and help them figure out their space or just something like that. Because I think once you just start to do it, that you'll gain experience. But there's so many interior decorators that didn't go to school and just started their business, including Joanna Gaines. She, you know, talks about how she didn't go to design school. So I don't think that, you know, that's necessary. I actually just think that if you actually start doing this and making some money that it'll just organically turn into an amazing business.
1: I agree with that. I do think it's hard to take something that you love so much like I think there's always that feeling of oh if I if I start making this a job and it, like am I going to lose the passion for it and that is like something I always think about too like with horses do I really ever want to move in doing that professionally someday will that take away my love for it but I think you just kind of have to stick with just take on projects that you're passionate about. And don't like overload yourself. Just do it like, one at a time. Things that were really exciting to you. And I think you'll keep that that like exciting, creative aspect of it. And it won't feel so much like work.
3: I just heard your father in my head say, Oh, boy. If
1: you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. He does say that. I'm telling you, one of these days, I'm going to publish a BRC quote book. <laughs> it's going to happen.
4: He's not wrong. All right. Here we go. Hi, guys. Okay. I just got the cutest new bong. I'm going to post a picture of it on the Facebook page. It is, like, mostly clear, but it has accents of, like, pink, so you have to go find the picture. So, anyway, and I'm rambling because I'm stoned, of course. Sorry. But my question is, it's in my room. Sometimes I take it outside this smoke on the her. It's cold, and I don't want to always go out there. So when you smoke inside, I need to just get to the question. When you smoke inside, how do you get rid of the smell? Or, like, if you have people coming over the next day or you just don't want the host to, like, smell like it for, like, days on end, do you have an or trick for getting rid of the smell, or
1: do I just need to suck it up and smoke outside all winter?
4: Okay, thanks,
1: bye. I'm cracking up because my mom is sitting here nodding and smiling during this whole message <laughs> because she feels yeah.
3: I do. I mean, I live in California. So most of the time I just go outside, but sometimes I'll get lazy and not want to. And wait a minute, I forget. I'm also stoned. So now I can't remember <laughs> what I was going to tell you that I did. Just... <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you know what? They're really expensive and you can get way cheaper brands, but I have that Dyson air filter mm-hmm. and I swear ever since I got that and I plug that in, it takes the smell away so well. Really? So I think just to, it's one of those air purifiers.
1: Uh, I would say open the freaking windows if you can. I think I talked about this when she was here, but my baby sister Noah visited recently. And when I tell you this house, it was so hot boxed, I got a contact high. Like it, the smell was nuts. And the only thing that helped, I opened every single window in the house and thankfully it did the trick, but it didn't take a minute.
3: Because I feel like, I I don't really notice it in my house. I swear I think it's that air purifier. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: I don't notice it in your house often. Usually at night before you're going to bed. I walk in and I'm like, whoo. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, air purifier. She was cute hi tish
2: and brandy um my name is Cece. i am 23 years old and i live in columbus ohio i just wanted to tell you guys a cool story and then also ask a question um my story is that my mom actually grew up in greenups county kentucky which is literally right next to ashland so i want to tell you guys my mom was actually friends with billy ray her name was kathy Mittler at the time I don't know if he remembers that or anything, but just a cool story. Um, My question for you guys is, do you have any good cleaning tips? I feel like I'm constantly cleaning my house. Uh, I didn't know if you guys had any, like, products that you love or any cleaning tips. And also, I am a fellow stoner. Kish, you are my spirit animal. I would love to smoke with you one day. But anyways, I love you guys. Brandy, I love YFT as well. And I just love the podcast every week. Keep doing your
1: thing. Sorry we're stoned. I just had a genius idea real quick. Me too. Instead of a live podcast tour, why don't we do a a tour where we sell tickets for people to come get stoned with Tish? I feel like we would make a killing.
3: Oh my gosh. I was just getting ready to say that. I was like, when we do our podcast tour, we have to do it somewhere where we can smoke.
1: Yeah. Like Like, we could could create like a vibey smoke lounge. Yes. Would people let us do that? I don't know, but we should definitely find out. Have to. Have to. And Cece, we will give you all the credit when this happens someday.
3: (laughs) Oh, and you know what? If it does happen, we could make it during summer months and do outside events.
1: True. Yeah. Love.
3: So much more fun. Guys, we are going to do this. We stoners, as soon as the stupid COVID is over, we are going to come to different places and meet up with the stoners and smoke and have so much fun. That is nuts.
1: Well... Cece's mom's from Greenup County. How do you feel about that? Of course I know Greenup County
3: and Russell. So that is just so awesome. Like I say, it's just my favorite place
1: in the entire world. So maybe we'll do one up there. That'd be fun. Did you forget Cece's other question? Oh, what was it? She needs some tips for cleaning because she feels like she's constantly cleaning her house. Do you have any favorite products?
3: I'm constantly cleaning too. And constantly there's stuff on my white walls. So, one of my favorite cleaning things is the Mr. Clean. Wipe oh, I was going to say this. And do you know now they make ones that aren't the big pads? They're just like wipes. They're the exact same thing, but they're a thin wipe.
1: Mm-hmm. It
3: is so cool. I can not live without them. I have one at all times. Yeah. So, that's one. And what else? I mean, like just your typical cleaning products, but I'm with you. I just like I do nothing but clean my house.
1: I got to say one of the things I hate cleaning more than anything in the world is the shower. Like I have uh. a glass shower, but I'm telling you for years now, like years and years and years and years, I've been using the method shower daily shower spray.
3: Yeah. So as soon
1: as you're done showering, like as soon as I shut the water off, like before I even step out, I spray down all the glass with the daily shower stuff. And it's great. It's like non-toxic. It's cruelty-free. It's super like planet-friendly and it smells like eucalyptus. So it doesn't smell like a cleaning thing. But I'm telling you, when I spray the shower down with that, I do not have to scrub the shower.
3: Wait, do you spray it on and spray the water and wash it off? No, it's, you just spray and leave it on.
1: How does it not make a film? I don't know, but it doesn't. and my shower, I, I never have to scrub the shower. That's crazy. It's everything. And I'm so OCD about it. Like, if someone comes over and takes a shower in my shower, I'm like, to make sure you use the shower spray. <laughs> okay. Because I feel like I still squeegee mine off. I don't have a squeegee. Just the shower spray. Okay, I'm going to get that. You got to get it. We'll put it. Oh, this is a good segue into. Um...
4: Hi,
0: Mama Tish and Brandy. This is Kelly from Denver. I was calling
2: in to ask, I love all your Amazon picks. And I wanted
0: to know if you would create an Amazon influencer page so you can share all of your picks with us
4: so we can go and buy what you have. Love you guys. Bye.
1: Okay, perfect. So, yes, we created an Amazon storefront. <laughs>
3: right, you know, I thought I had that at one point, And then I went to look and see how much money I made and it was two cents.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. We've created the Amazon storefront because Tish didn't make any money on the last one. She thought she had. <laughs> um, and we're going to post the link on our socials this week. But just in case you want it now, it's amazon.com slash shop slash Tish Cyrus. Very, very <laughs> easy to remember. No, Did nothing, you finish? Nothing to add? You're just stoned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My lord.
4: Hi, Tish and Brandy. So I've been feeling a little lost lately. I recently moved to the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, with my husband. He's going to be here another eight months because he travels a lot with his job. And I guess I just kind of lost my sense of purpose because all I do since I moved here is cook him meals and clean. And I know that's not enough for me. And I've been getting really down and depressed. And I don't really know what to do to fix it because there's not a whole lot to do here. There's really nowhere to go out and meet people. So if you give me some advice, anything to help me get out of this funk, I'm in, I would
3: appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Honestly, I can so relate to that. Even when we lived, like, when we all lived in Tennessee on the farm and the kids were little, I also kind of felt like that. I honestly got like anxiety. I felt like anxious because I felt like I wasn't doing like, I just needed to be doing something different too. And when I moved to California, that's the first time that changed. And I felt like that I also was more than that. Like I get how you must be feeling, especially in somewhere like West Virginia, where you already don't know anyone and there isn't that much to do. But I think what's so good about now is, especially so many people are working from home. Maybe you could try to start like your own small business from home, you know, whether that's like a little Etsy shop or I don't know, just like there's so many things I feel like you can do from home now. And maybe if you put your time into something like that. And also another person was just telling me, and I didn't know this, that there's an app like to find friends in your area. Did you know that? Yes. Weren't we
1: talking about this with Olivia? Did she tell us that? I think so. I think Bumble has like Bumble yes. friends.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. O- amazing. And honestly, somebody told me that they actually did that. They met some really good friends on there. Yeah. And so I think two of those things is maybe just starting to do something for yourself and, and maybe doing something like going a small business online or, you know, and also getting on that app to try to find some friends. Because I, I do, I can imagine how that feels. Yeah.
1: Okay. Y'all, you know, what gives me the ick deodorant because I just think it's so bad for us. Like there's just so many deodorants out there that have like ingredients in them that are just said to be really bad for us. And so deodorant has given me the egg. However, I need to wear it, especially in the summertime when I'm riding my horses. So I have recently discovered Lumi. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw how normal BO was misdiagnosed and mistreated. So Lumi was created. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Plus it's baking soda free and paraben free. My favorite part about Lumi is it's a one-stop shop.
3: Like for traveling, which we do so much of, or whether it's you have to go to gym in the morning and then to work, it's just so easy to bring one product that
1: works from head to toe. Totally. You can also choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my personal favorite, or toasted coconut. They also have products like body wash and deodorant wipes that are clutch when you're traveling and perfect for on the go. The Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, which could be the mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. Uh, Tizzle, you want to tell them what special offer we have for the stoners?
3: As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off of a Lumi starter pack with code STONED at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code STONED.
1: My advice would be, I feel like in the past when I've kind of been in seasons where I like I'm I'm a little bit like directionless, definitely like I used to be in a band. And then after I quit that, I didn't really know what I was doing. And there was really like a year or two or so where I was just trying to figure out like which direction to go. And I got to say, working out. Like getting into a workout routine really helped me. Like they do say like working out releases endorphins. It does make you feel good. And I think just getting into a routine of that really helped me like snap out of the funk I was in. And even more so in the winter when it's so easy to just sit, like my mom and I were saying earlier, like get in bed at five o'clock and just like sit for the rest of the night and like not do anything. I feel like if you can get, even if it's working out from home, there's so many great things online now where you can sign up and watch videos to work out online and there's even ways like I'm friends with the girls that started this program called Tone It Up and they have an an app where you literally log in and you do like a live class with the Tone It Up girls and like everybody else is on their app and they're live too and it gives you the feel of working out in a group class but not having to leave the house which is pretty cool. So if you're into that at all, like into the idea of exercising, like it doesn't have to be anything hard or intense or anything. It can be a stretch class at three times a week or anything, just something that to keep you accountable for having, you know, something to do and a goal to reach. And honestly, if you do find somewhere to go in West Virginia to a gym or a class or something, it is a good way to make friends too. So that would be my advice. Very true. Well, aren't you the little workout queen? (laughs) I used to be. I really did used to be not that long ago, like two years ago. I was going to Pilates like five days a week. I know. And boxing, and I loved boxing. I did that for like two years solid. There is something to be said for like getting into that routine. It really does make you feel better. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know, would you, Tish? Not me. <laughs> I'm going to be hitting the old EMS machine. Oh, okay. Last little thing I've got here. We saw in the Facebook group that uh, one of our listeners, Kelly Ann, went on a Tinder date and she actually listened to this podcast on the <laughs> Tinder date. <laughs> and she said they both loved it so much that they're talking about doing it again next week. Like having a date to sit and watch. That and is the cutest with thing that. ever. I think it's adorable. Okay, honestly, you have to do that. And then you need to call in and tell us how that went. That's what I was thinking is, Kellyanne, if you guys keep this up, like we're going to need you guys to call in and give us an update. Maybe even we need to have you live on the podcast. That's what I mean. We have to. So anyway, I thought that was really cute. That'd be
3: so fun. Oh, and I did see that someone wrote in and said they would love it if we would have them call us and tell us. uh, I'm stoned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they would like to call in and it'd be funny if they told us funny stoner stories of themselves and in mm-hmm. return like I told them one or something but mostly them telling funny. us stories that are funny stoner stories I think that's so funny
1: I think that's a really funny yeah okay love it well this episode's already been great so far but it's about to get even greater because we have a guest this week Yes, we do.
3: And honestly, I feel like this is perfect also about her asking and saying, you know, like, what can she do to make herself feel better and feel her time and all that. The girl that started this company, Elevate Jane, really, I want to talk to her about how she started this small business, because I don't think it was an easy thing for her to do. I've I've read a little bit about her on her Instagram page, and I think this was something that she kind of just dropped everything and said, if I'm going to do it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it now, and she just did, and now her Instagram and her website is massive, and they have just the most incredible thing, so if you don't follow Elevate Jane... Go
1: follow her now. And so today I'm super excited. All right. So, and we're going to have Angela from Elevate Jane on the podcast. We're about to call her up. So, she can share with us how she started her small business and we can hear all about what exactly the brand is. And I know mom, we, we can talk more about it when she comes on, but she sent us both gifts and I'm just obsessed with mine. So, I can't wait to um, hear about her, her store and what all she has and how she got started. So, let's get Angela on.
3: One more thing. What I love about her site too is they have things that for, you don't smoke. I mean, she has cute little vintage fonts and all kinds
1: of other things too. But let's let Angela tell us. Angela, Angela, Angela. You're a freak. Hello! Hi! How are you? We're good. How are
0: you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you via Skype.
1: I
3: know. That's how we meet everybody these days. (laughs) Well, it's so crazy to, I mean, I've followed Elevate Jane for so long and it's so weird to like put you the face with, it's, it's just so cool. Cause like, Um, you know, I'm always like, who's behind this? Like, who is the brand, the person behind the brand?
0: I know. Sometimes I'm like, we, sometimes I refer to it as like me. Sometimes I refer to it as us. And, you know, I get to make the rules. So there's no consistency there.
3: (laughs) It's amazing. You're so cute.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So are you. And you're in LA and you're in Nashville-ish.
1: Yes. Correct? Yeah. Cool. Exactly.
0: You're in LA. I'm in Long Beach.
1: Long Long Beach.
0: Beach. So so technically, but it's kind of far.
3: (laughs) I love Long Beach. It's amazing.
0: It's really, really quiet and,
3: and adorable. It's so cute, you know? Okay, I'm jumping right in here because I really want all these answers for myself too. We all of our fans that listen to the show, we call them the stoners. So I want to know as much as the stoners because like I said, like I've followed you for quite some time and I love the brand so much. But my question was, is where did you get the idea for Elevate Jane? And then you were in a certain place in your life where you would either been to Bali to live. Is that right? Yes. And then moved back. Tell us about that. It sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the start of Elevate Jane starts a little bit before I actually conceptualize the idea. I was living in New York at the time. I had some really fun job and I actually got my dream job, which is kind of a big deal to me because I've never had a dream job before. And then two weeks prior to that, it was taken away for corporate reasons, and everything just started to fall apart. Everything that you could imagine went wrong, went wrong, and then more. And so I kind of decided that I needed to take a break. I booked a one-way flight to Bali and I just needed to like get away and clear my head. And so I kind of thought that was the solution, but things got worse. As I got there, I developed like a sun rash and strep throat. I wasn't smoking. Uh, I wasn't drinking because I was on antibiotic. Oh, imagine being in Bali, not being able to go in the sun not being able to go out. It was just, you know. I was going to ask,
3: (laughs) you went there alone? Like you just picked up and went on your own.
0: I went alone, didn't
3: know a soul. And that's crazy. That
0: was my goal. You know, like everything went wrong. It kind of sounds like 2020 for some people, I'm sure. And I just needed to escape. And Mm -hmm. so I did. And so I I ended up deciding, okay, well, I want to be, you know, maybe around some people. I got a membership to a co-working space, a bunch of books and a blank journal. And I just sat there and I wrote down my thoughts and I learned how to surrender for the first time in my life, you know? Like I stopped making plan B, I stopped making plan C because every time I made a plan, something would happen and it just completely derailed. So by detaching myself from what I had defined myself as over the last few years, work-wise, career-wise, for the first time maybe in my life, my adult life for sure, I was able to allow the creativity to come from, like, within, from, like, a pure place of passion without any external pressures. And so, yeah, so I'd been freelancing and consulting a little bit over the years. I had always known that I wanted to start my own business. So I started to write down ideas in my journal, and I would flesh them out until a better one came along. And so I was in the midst of planning like a vegan Balinese food pop-up in LA when I was like cruising Instagram one day. And I saw these really beautiful ceramic pieces. I saw the pipes from Miwok Jr. and the beautiful bone from Summerlin, which I'm sure everyone has seen by now as well. And I was like, why has no one put these all into a shop? This is nothing like what I've seen in the shops before. And, you know, I've been, I'm 34 now and I've been smoking weed since I was like 14 or 15 years old. And I've never, I've never found a piece that I loved. And so I was like, why not? And I was wondering if there were more pieces that I loved. And so I would like, you know, go on the internet and I found a bunch of artists that I liked. And
3: so I was like, here we go.
0: And that was my next idea. And I just kind of
3: relentlessly pursue that (laughs) okay I'm so glad we had her on because more than even just talking about weed I feel like we get more questions from the stoners a lot of the questions we get about first of all I wish at your age I would have been brave enough to just pick up and move somewhere completely alone or even live alone or like that is so crazy to me and that
1: like I was wondering how old were you when you went to Bali I was 30. So 30. on the
0: on my thirtieth birthday, I received the job offer that I was
1: talking about earlier, which was like I was
0: basically gonna travel the world and open hotels and you know get to run the creative side of a really dope brand. And then two, three months later, everything just like what I call the spiral wow. of twenty seventeen. But wow. I always believe that good things come from places of Discomfort from places mm-hmm. of forced change, because you know life always works out the, the way that it was meant to. You're not going to grow until you become comfortable, until you stop doing the things that surround you all the time, anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity.
1: Yeah, okay. a lot of a lot of the stoners do uh, call in with questions similar to the sense of like you know either I just finished school and now I don't know what to do or you know because of 2020 and everything has stopped like I'm feeling stuck and people are always looking for inspiration of how how you restart how you start from nothing and create something because and so I think your story is right on point.
3: It is, and so many people also say like. All my friends have already figured out exactly what they want to do in their their lives, and they've already started pursuing, like, and I just still really don't know, you know, what I want to do. And, you know, I just feel so behind all my friends. And I think this is so cool to hear, like, what you thought you were going to do in that business of hotels and the socials and everything is kind of like, oh, That didn't happen. You know, like, even though you think you know exactly what you're going to do at 20 some years old, I feel like you really don't. Like, I feel like you evolve and change and kind of what you thought you were going to do, you never end up doing
0: no and in your 20s it's really about a time of exploring and trying Mm -hmm. things out you know like you're never gonna know until you get yourself into the thick of it get an internship like before you know as i mentioned i was exploring a food concept and so what i decided to do was i started volunteering at a kitchen it was a kitchen where no one spoke english and i just gave my time and i was like i will chop tomatoes i will chop that mushroom for you and i can just observe and watch you how to make the food because you gotta just you gotta get in there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's such good advice.
3: Honestly, you need to write a freaking book. Like, honestly, <laughs> I, like I am in awe of you because also like for me, I just honestly, your drive and passion and like just doing it is so cool because I mean, I, how many people will go volunteer just to learn and, you know, kind of start taking steps, you know, your story is really impressive. Like, it's like so inspiring that you at such a young age have done all that and now own your own business.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate that, and same to you. Like you got to just—you guys have this idea, right? You're like, I—we want to talk, and we want to be able to bring other people into the world of cannabis. And sorry, we're stone, but technically not both of you are stone. So it brings these two perspectives. And you know, I think you guys have such a great reach, and you're using your voices for something good. I actually have a submission for DMT. Um, oh, wow. I have a Question. Okay, love that. <laughs> May I? Yes! Yes. Awesome! So, um, I just smoked my mom out for the first time for my birthday a couple of weeks ago, and she smoked out of a ceramic pipe that my aunt actually made, and, you know, she took maybe, like, she smoked, like, maybe one and a half bowls with us, and she was, like, you know, laughing a little bit, having a little fun, and then a couple nights later, she reached out and she was like, hey! You know I've been trying this at home by myself but I'm not getting high and I don't feel any different and so I guess my question is as somebody who started smoking weed, not from a young age and who has friends who are probably being introduced to cannabis for the first time. How do I ease her into this? So it's not scary. And so it's, you know, and so it's something that's manageable for her and that gets her high, you know?
3: (laughs) So I have two girlfriends that have never been smokers ever. And so I've been easing them in. And so my friend who had never smoked before, she smoked and she took like three hits off of a joint. It was the worst experience of my life. It did not go well. She started having a full-on panic attack, literally could not talk. Like She was like, my tongue's thick, I can't talk. And it's so weird to me because as soon as I started smoking, it, it just worked for me so well that I couldn't understand. And I just tell all my friends, I mean, I usually smoke sativa, but I do feel like a hybrid and just starting out very slow is what I tell my friends. But I think that some people, which is so weird for me, like I said, is because like I've just had such a good experience since I started smoking weed, like even for my anxiety and the way I sleep and I don't know. I think for me, it's just like this healthy medicine for me, but I do feel like there are some people that maybe it doesn't have that exact same effect on. And one of my friends is that person because we've kind of tried to ease her in in many different ways.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they've said it makes me anxious. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel sick. And you know, all of our bodies we're all composed of different things. And sometimes it just doesn't vibe with us, but that's good advice. Low and slow. Maybe don't start with a joint because
3: those are super
0: strong first hits. Maybe the
3: pipe. And I feel like the pipe pipe is so much smoother. And first of all, Mimi is everything. (laughs) Uh, I'm so
1: glad you love her.
3: Oh my gosh. It is the smoothest. Her bong called Mimi is honestly so smooth. It doesn't hurt my throat. It like, I don't know. It's just so amazing.
0: I mean, that was one of my main goals because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've been smoking since I was 14 and my method of consumption has always been to burn flour and it switches from joint to bong and joint to bong, but predominantly bong. And I knew that I wanted a piece that was super smooth, that was easy to hold. And actually at an event, somebody said to one of my friends, I hate how I have to put my mouth inside of a bong. And then I was like, wait a second. I hate putting my mouth inside of a bong and I've just been doing it. Right. I've just been doing it because that's all that's out there. So that was where I kind of drew the inspiration for like a small mouthpiece. And then there's two percolators in there for a really smooth hit because I wanted something that looks good, but also works really well because I am like true and tried a stoner. Like I've always <laughs> enjoyed smoking weed.
3: <laughs> okay. Do you know what else I love about this story is The stigma of if you are a weed smoker, that you're lazy and you don't set goals and you don't pursue your dreams, that you turn into this lazy person that doesn't get off the couch. And for me, that is just not true. For me, when I smoke sativa during the day, I am so creative and I'm getting things done and that's just not true. And I think, I mean, even for you, like how do you deal with that for people who feel that, you know, stoner is, you know, a lazy dude, like loser, you know, like there's so many bad associations with that.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of that, you know, stigma and the blame really falls on the war on drugs for one for the criminalization of it. And that's where it gets such a bad reputation as, you know, a federal, like schedule one drug, you know? And then also media. Like for so long, cannabis culture was about getting as high as you possibly can. Couch lock was the goal. But for me, it's always been an energizer. I am a wake and bake kind of person. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm like the first thing I want to do is take a bong rip out of Mimi because it gets me going in my day. Me too. Yeah. So I do think that with the stigma, I think it's, it's all about just, you know, coming out of the cannabis closet wasn't easy. I'm sure when you two launched your podcast, what was it like? Like there's, I'm sure sometimes there's still
3: hesitation to tell strangers about what you do. So for me, honestly, it's called, sorry, we're Stone and it's funny and, and, and it's all about just hanging out and, you know, talking and having fun. But in reality, when I first started Wanting to do this podcast and talk about it, you know, I had everybody around me going, listen, you guys are a family brand and I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, I, I'm i from the South and I was scared to come out and talk about the benefits and that I started smoking marijuana because I mean, the stigma around it is not good, you know, and I was like, everybody's going to think like I'm a drug addict. And, you know, I was really scared. And they were like, listen, you know, you might not be able to work with some brands because you smoke weed. And I was like, Honestly, for me, it affected my life in such a positive way that I was like, for me, this is kind of my purpose and a little bit to, you know, really take that stigma away because I feel like it has helped me in so many ways, like even medicinally, like instead of taking an Ambien to go to sleep, I would much rather take a rip off the Mimi, you know, it's like I'm something from the earth. And it just became this thing for me, especially for women my age. I feel like people look at it with such negativity and, but yet I don't drink at all, but it's okay for all my friends to have a glass of wine, but it's weird for me to smoke a joint. And I'm just like, that stigma has to go away. And and also the stigma of it's a lazy person's, you know, drug, or, I mean, it's just all insane to me you know you know
0: just continuous negative connotation of what cannabis is and you know it's a dirty drug but it's truly just it's a plant it's literally a plant that you cure and then you
3: burn it and then most people feel good (laughs) I know and happy and you know that's the one thing is like the people you know that I have been around that have had problems with alcohol is it's also it can make you very angry and walls are being punched and people are yelling and fighting. And I think it's so cool when people talk about, you know, if you'd rather walk into a room full of drunks or a room full of people that are high and they would, you know, they'll hug you and love you. And like, it's just so honestly, there's something about it that I do feel like bring people together. And I don't know, I just can't say enough about it and, and you and your brand. And I just think, Like I'm in so in awe because one day I would love to do the same, you know, get into like some type of a business. I've already got my name; it's called Cyrus Family Flower. Oh my gosh, I love it! Yeah, we have acreage. Anyone out
0: there listening who's going to produce
3: (laughs) that? We have a farm in Nashville, and so it's not legal there yet. But when it is, I would love to start, you know, growing our own flower and uh, really looking into doing something with that brand. And so you are such an inspiration to see that you really just did it. You just started doing it. And like, Elevate Jane, that's what I tell everybody, you know, if you want to start following your first social media platform for marijuana, you're the person to follow because you've done and you know what else I love is that honestly, like you said the bongs, like I think it's they're so pretty to use as home accessories. And I just actually I made a little tray with my Mimi and I even has a little jar of, of peanut M&Ms and then a little glass full of like a, a few pre-rolls and you know, set it up like a bar cart, but it's just all my weed stuff and you're so pretty please
0: send me a picture later I'll send you
3: a picture that I literally was like I'm just gonna set this up like somebody would set up a bar cart and it's so cute Mm -hmm. So funny
0: that you mentioned that. I know that this episode is airing around Thanksgiving. So a little bit after that, people should make sure to check out Elevate Jane because I have some fun things coming that I can't share until next week, So
3: (laughs) Okay, because I'm already starting to do some of my little Christmas shopping. And here's the thing about Elevate Jane is she also finds these amazing vintage pieces. So whether it's like little ashtrays, but you could use an ashtray or a catch-all, right? Yes, exactly. And I
0: think what you said about setting up your own little car in your living room, like, I think that's a really big part of the de-stigmatization. I think Me when you too. change the aesthetic, when, you know, when marketing around cannabis started to shift from let's get as high as we possibly can to here are mm-hmm. the medicinal benefits for it. Let's make this packaging more approachable. Let's normalize it instead of like hiding your bongs and your pipes inside of a shoebox in the closet. You can set up a tray and leave it out in your living room and it just becomes a part of your living room decor and slowly but surely like those walls will start to come down. You'll be like, maybe it's it's not such a dirty nasty drug habit you know maybe it is truly something that enhances and and elevates you know parts of your life I'm, I'm on
3: your instagram right now looking at like everything and honestly all of the, everything that you've got on here, even now, makes such amazing Christmas gifts. Well, okay. I got—I have to
1: tell you that I love, I know you sent us each gifts this week. I got the vintage ashtray you sent and I'm obsessed with it. I just put up, I've been doing home improvement in my master bedroom and I just put up a bunch of shelves and I'm currently trying to find things to fill the shelves with. So I have the ashtray sitting on the shelf, which will get used when my mother comes home for Christmas. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I love sage more than anything on this earth. And so I have the sage sitting in there and it just like looks so good on my shelf. I'll post a picture for you this week. I love it. And so I'm all about that. If you guys are looking for gifts, she has some really cute stuff. So super exciting. And if you, before we let you go, I just want you to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can shop your stuff. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah. You can find our website at www.elevatejane.com on Instagram. I'm Elevate Jane and pretty much all we use at this point. And yeah, we have really fun product drops. We're constantly sourcing vintage pieces. And um, we have our big holiday vintage drop starting the week after Thanksgiving. So keep your eyes peeled. We always announce everything on Instagram first.
3: And you got to be on there right when it starts or it is gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's every Sunday at noon. Yeah. yeah those great vintage no. pieces like like that like it's like ah, what it just started and they go so quick but I'll put some links up to to some of my favorite like gifts that you could give for the holidays from Elevate Jane and you guys definitely should go check it out it is amazing and so are you Angela I mean you Angela you just blew me away
0: thank you so much for, for having it. me on your show let me thank you for letting me talk to you
3: and the stoner audience <laughs> and,
0: and I
3: am so appreciative so thank you well I I would love for you to come back quite a bit and not only talk weed, but like inspiring people to really set goals and go after them because that is our number one question. And I'm so glad that you answered, you answered a lot of those questions today and it was really cool. So we're going to have you back on for sure. Amazing. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for being on. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. You You too. (laughs) See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Obsessed. She is the cutest thing. And the fact that she literally just left that job and went to Bali on her own. That's nuts. I would be terrified. I know. And at 30, like, that's still pretty young. am obsessed with Angela. She's one of my favorite people we've had on because, honestly, I like, people like that just freaking inspire me.
1: I know. People that can make stuff happen uh, and just, like, start from scratch and do things. Like, it's so amazing. That is not me. That so is I'm, not me. I'm funny. glad we had her on. To wrap okay. up the episode, we cannot leave here without
3: happy thanksgiving everyone <laughs> happy
1: thanksgiving
3: oh uh, this is a sad thanksgiving a little bit because we're not all together and i'm practicing
1: gratitude and so maybe. all right well i love you guys so much love you stoners happy thanksgiving well we love chatting with you guys this week i know i enjoyed this episode too <laughs> You're so stoned. That's you're- uh, no. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and please go give us a five star review. It really helps our podcast get seen on the iTunes charts so that we can get more <laughs> listeners. Like we're on the iTunes charts. Well, we could be if everyone was five star reviewing. Please, we love tell you. Tell your friends,
3: shout it from the rooftops, to subscribe. Ooh, you know what a
1: great Christmas present would be a little oh. note that says subscribe to Star Wars Stoned. Love ya. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Seriously. Maybe okay. maybe include maybe click a join or something with it. I don't know. That'd be fun. Okay. We love you guys. See you next Bye. week. Bye-bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.